everybody, John Pollock here alongside Wei Ting, live from Post Office West. And if ever this is one where you want to check out the video as well, maybe this is it. In the middle of our construction site, Post Office West is very much uh, going through some home improvements. Yeah. We're doing our uh, Mario Brothers, uh, I think, uh, parody right now with all the pipes that are stuck out in, in the basement yeah. down here. So some people can see this. Other people are listening to this, and thus it is theater of the mind Doesn't to matter. imagine what's going on. But We're in a beautiful palace right now. Uh, kind of, yeah. An amazing studio, yes. How are you? Fine. Totally fine. We're doing a special bonus show today. Yep. Uh, bit of breaking news. Um, I think regardless of what the decision was going to be, it was going to be breaking news. The WWE... After a week where it seemed as though there were times when Crown Jewel was looking less likely to be happening in Saudi Arabia, ultimately the company has decided that they are going to go ahead with the show in Riyadh, in Saudi Arabia. The statement that they put out, this was in their third quarter uh, earnings report uh, to stockholders, analysts, quote, WWE has operated in the Middle East for nearly 20 years and has developed a sizable and dedicated fan base. Considering the heinous crime committed at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, the company faced a very difficult decision as it relates to its event scheduled for November the 2nd in Riyadh. Similar to other U.S.-based companies who plan to continue operations in Saudi Arabia, the company has decided to uphold its contractual obligations to the General Sports Authority and stage the event. And they went on, this was kind of a further down in the document that it stated, the range of projected fourth quarter results would result in full year 2018 adjusted OBITDA of $160-170 million, which would be an all-time record consistent with the company's previous guidance. Fourth quarter and full year 2018 guidance are predicated on the staging of, of an event in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, on November 2nd, 2018. I think that's an, uh, a part that should be focused on. They are stating that we are going to be able to make these uh, projections contingent on this event happening. So what that tells me is that the that roughly $40, $45 million figure that most had assumed that's what came out of the Greatest Royal Rumble, that was not a lump sum for both shows. It looks like they are being paid an additional sum that will be reflected in their fourth quarter earnings filings um, that we'll know of early next year. Mm -hmm. So I was, first of all, the decision way, the overall decision, they classified this as a very difficult decision to make. They are going forward with the show yeah. and they've received a lot of backlash for this. Mm -hmm. Although on my timeline, I have seen people defending it too, but greatly against the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure over the past several uh, weeks, days, um, there was a lot of thinking behind the, the deci decision and, and them deciding to do this. I think they are prepared to weather the storm, a backlash that they're receiving right now. Um, I have to imagine that it was uh, with all... I imagine they would have considered, you know, uh, looking at canceling the show moving the show potentially to somewhere else. And I'm guessing that there are simply no better alternatives. We're giving up all this money, first of all. Secondly, we have to find another venue that we have to fill in a short amount of time. Or we cancel the show outright. Maybe that would have been, you know, uh, socially, consciously the best decision. But uh, I, I just never thought this company would go there. I don't mean to be so pessimistic, but I think at the highest levels of this company where this decision was being made... I don't think being socially conscious was anything that 
was this decision was arrived at. Mm-hmm. I think this was all optics. How can we get away with doing this show? How can we take the least amount of damage uh, public- publicly mm-hmm. in exchange for this enormous deal that we want to move forward with and do this show? And they arrived at this decision. I mean, at this point, being social is is as much about profit as it is, you know, I think being good people, right? I think that even, you know, to have at least presented this as what I wanted on the call was some kind of justification for doing this, mm-hmm. a decision. You've made this decision, own this decision, give us your reaction Their to it. Their justification was that other companies are also going there. Uh, we are uh, business people who honor our contracts, so we are trudging ahead because, despite the fact that this t- heinous crime that they considered a crime um, took place. Uh, we have to go there, and also because we have to hit our project- projections. Yes, and the story is cont- continuing to develop. This investigation that is comprised of Turkish and Saudi Arabian officials, the latest, uh, just posted this morning, the Washington Post had a story that now they have found out that this murder was, in fact, premeditated. Um, okay. So that's the latest. The Washington Post has found out. The Washington yeah. Post reported that about uh, 1030 this morning, Eastern mm-hmm. Time. So that was the findings of the investigation. So this this story of how, if you have been following this from the beginning of, oh, he left the consulate, he left shortly after, to acknowledging his death, to, okay, it was an escalation of a fist fight, to mm-hmm. now it was premeditated. This story is, has changed in dramatic fashion every other day. It's it's taking on more and more that these stories, I, I don't know how you can put any credence into the, the initial stories and how much they've changed. I mean, from the, the perspective of Saudi Arabia, yes. yes. Like Tur- Turkish uh, reporters have come out or, or the government has said that this was a premeditated murder from the very I mean, beginning. they say from the beginning they had audio recordings, which have not yeah. been made public. Um, but the cover-up has just been... Donald Trump is not wrong that this cover-up, he's called it the worst cover-up ever, Um, which, I mean, it's very hard at times to uh, take a statement from Donald Trump with uh, certain seriousness, but... Oh, even, like, it goes goes to show you that even a man like that is able to say, like, I have my own limits, okay? This is crazy. And, yeah, uh, I mean, and he has also, you know, he has hardly come to the defense of of Saudi Arabia that Mm -hmm. initially... It seemed that he would by him stating that. I mean, he showed a lot of caution in his words early on. But I think the credibility has been so trounced that even Donald Trump is not going to lend his defense here to this to this government. Much of the I was only kind of loosely following uh, on Twitter as I was was walking uh, my way here to the office. But um, from what I gathered, much of the reaction immediately after the, the release was just how the WWE will be treating this topic on the show itself. Will they treat this as a propaganda vehicle, much like uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble was? And, and how can they? And I was so disappointed in some of the questions that were brought up. Not to say it was ignored. The very first uh, analyst on the, the Q&A portion uh, was Brandon Ross from uh, BTIG. Mm-hmm. Very first person on brought up Saudi Arabia. And Vince McMahon immediately shut it down, stating we are not going to be talking about that. It's a very sensitive subject. Refer to our statement. Our statement is... And that, to me, was the worst part here. You can't even defend this. You're not going to give any kind of an explanation. For the people that are on my Twitter feed that are defending this decision, Mm -hmm. WWE is not even standing by this to try and defend it. I almost wish they 
like at the the very worst would have been listen, we're getting paid a lot of money, and we have performers to support, we have a company to move. Mm-hmm. Listen, I can poke holes through all that all I want. It's something. At least be honest. Hey, we're doing this for money. We're doing this because we have a contractual obligation. They shut down. There was another person who came on later in the call and tried to revisit the Saudi Arabian topic. Nothing. They were not going to say anything. They just referred to the statement. So clearly, they had a plan going into this Q&A. We are not talking about Saudi Arabia. Yeah. To move on. to, And they had to know this was going to dominate the call. And it didn't. There were two people that brought up Saudi Arabia. And I thought that was disappointing. I can't imagine what company lied that they could have said that would have um, uh, not uh, defended them from criticism. You know, like you're right. I mean, they can't. But to me, you're making this decision. You're going to profit from this yeah, show. I agree. You have to face the music. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just so. I thought it was a very. Yeah. Uh, if you are the most ardent WWE supporter, I think it's a very sad day that they 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 showed no gumption to stand behind Mm -hmm. their decision and there there is there is no defense of this because of the nature of the show that uh i i don't know what the content is going to be like on that show but i'm i'm imagining it's going to be similar to april they did what most people thought that they would do and i think what what most people thought they would do is basically mm, i think cower to uh whatever business pressures that they were faced with yeah, I I feel there would be significantly less criticism if this wasn't a direct deal with the government and for those that watched that first show mm-hmm. of what could be in store. And if I'm a shareholder, I'm getting on that call and asking, am I going to be proud to be a WWE stakeholder sitting down and watching this show next Friday? Am I going to be proud to be part of this company? If you're a, a stakeholder, I, I, I'm sure you ask those questions every Monday, to be honest. But this is obviously a very kind of different level. Based um, on these questions, Way, there were probably, I would say, 10 people or so that got on. Smaller sample size. Yeah. I question how many are really thinking I, at this yeah, level that wonder, you and I are. Well, like, yeah. I think when it comes to stocks, like, I mean, I, I dabble slightly in mutual funds. And one of the offers that sometimes people, uh, you know, the, the um, financial advisors offer you is, oh, if you would like these socially conscious funds, we have these over here too. But I have to imagine it's a smaller percentage of people who, you know, will neglect, uh, uh, I, I think, uh, profit in the form of uh, investing in maybe more controversial companies. Um to, to, to go there. And I, I don't know. Uh, I think the people that the WWE think they're catering to in this conference call are mainly focused on the money, but, um, there are more people than just the shareholders listening to these calls and watching their moves. There was nothing addressed about talent on the show. The status of any of the talent have any of the performers, uh, expressed doubt about or concern about working this show. None of that brought up, um, there's really not much more. They have not stated anything publicly about talent backing out of this show. Um, the latest from uh, Robbie Fox, who's been following this uh, very closely from Barstool Sports, is that Cena is still off this show 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, I, I guess that's the, the follow-up to all of this. Will there be, will John Cena be officially off this show? Um, as I was told on Monday afternoon, Creative was told he was off the show. And I haven't heard differently since. But he has been promoted on Raw and SmackDown. There's been no evidence of that. And on the Daniel Bryan front, it was business as usual on Tuesday night in promoting AJ Styles. There was no hint. I thought that perhaps they would do some kind of 
an injury that if he was in fact out, they would have a storyline reason for it. But there was none of that on Tuesday. So um, Daniel Bryan, I don't know. I really do not know what his status is uh, for that show. But I guess that's the next thing to follow, that now that the show is 100% happening in Saudi Arabia, uh, will there be other dominoes to drop? Will there be, will any of these performers that are booked on this show also be having a similar reaction mm-hmm. to many others. I'm ver- personally really curious to see if any of the WWE's current advertisers have anything to say about this. You know, um, there are a lot of people that pay this company for money. A lot of uh, even charities that you know re- rely on this company for uh, exposure or or for fundraising. And uh, to be associated, I think, with a company that seems to not uh, be a little, to me, uh, a little insensitive at at some of these issues. I, I don't know. I have to wonder if there are any effects there. And also, um, you know, it will be interesting to see if this story, if the WWE, if this becomes an, a bigger news story, the fact that here's a major company that is going to Saudi Arabia next week. Is mm-hmm. there going to be a lot of attention? Because, you know, in light of the investigation into the murder You know, you had a major story this week with those pipe bombs being sent that that became the dominant news story over the past 24 hours. The midterm elections are coming up that this is a story that may get less traction now moving forward now that it's kind of that's how the news cycle moves. Is is the WWE going to have the same spotlight it did of a week ago Mm -hmm. where they seem to be getting their most harshest criticism? Yeah, it makes me wonder. um... Does this decision renew any of that spotlight? Oh, it's really hard for me to predict, I think, what the mainstream press finds interesting. Certainly from our perspective, I mean, I would say maybe a silver lining towards all this stuff is that I would hope that your average wrestling fan is a lot more educated about what's going on right now than, you know, they were probably even in April. And I guess it's sort of like the job of uh, media such as us and, you know, WrestleNomics, who does a great job. I think there's a lot of wrestling media that's that's covering this yeah. the most significantly that are putting attention onto this mm-hmm. and uh, looking at this, it's uh, just after noon Eastern time. The WWE stock is down uh, 2.65% today. So it's trading right now at $75 and 32 cents. It has taken quite a bit of a tumble over the last couple of weeks after being as high as about 95, 96. Uh, it was up to $98, just about $98. The market, the market's a, it's the market has been down as well. Yeah. Um, but the WWE stock was down 6% on Wednesday. So that's a big number that they're going to focus upon. Uh, This was not... um, Well, we'll go through the numbers uh, on the site probably Mm -hmm. later today, looking at the actual quarter. Uh, They lost money this quarter on live events. And that was an interesting topic as well that they brought up. uh, Vince McMahon stating that they are going to reimagine live events. Interesting. That's one of their big buzzwords, reimagine. Okay. Reimagine. Uh, and maybe part of that reimagining might be uh, uh, an, an idea to broadcast said live events. And maybe that's something we'll talk about as well later on today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We were planning originally to do a show today discussing the WWE Network uh, with the expected uh, addition of a higher price tier. And some of the thing, the options they're looking at, because we did a survey and I got tons of feedback from people asking or stating what they would like to see added to a higher tier of the WWE Network. So uh, we will probably go through that as well. But any closing thoughts, Wade, before we uh, wrap this up? Um, no, not not so much. I think um, it it makes me 
interested to see how they will handle Crown Jewel. Uh, but regardless, I think... Well, they mentioned Saudi Arabia in the promotion next week on TV. You know, at this point, I don't really see what purpose there is for them to to mention it. I think, like, I feel like the WWE still operates under the the uh, idea that there's a large section of the audience that doesn't follow the story, that doesn't follow the... the and they're not the wrong. Call, they're not wrong. Who is completely unaware of what's going on right now. They're thinking Crown Jewel is just a TV special that's happening somewhere in the world. I imagine they don't mention it continuously. No, it's happening at Crown Jewel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gonna, I'm going to throw you all around Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. Is it Braun Strowman that said that? Yes. I think Braun. Yeah. So that is it. Um, if you have not been following our shows, Way and I are doing a show after Crown Jewel, but it's going to be a much different show. What we are doing is that for however long our show goes, for every minute that our post show lasts, we will be donating $5 per minute to the Committee to Protect Journalists, which I think is a very, very significant cause. And given what has happened this week, I think only um, emphasizes it that much more uh, when you're getting, mm-hmm. you know, media being sent, uh, explosive devices. Yeah, we will uh, have guests on the show to talk about um, the situation at large. Yes, uh, let's sprinkle out a few okay. that we're going to be joined by. We sure. are going to be joined by uh, a guy I always love talking with, Todd Martin from Pro Wrestling Torch is going to be on. Uh, David Bixenspan is going to be on. And we're going to try and break it up so that we have uh, kind of different topics for each guest. Uh, with with, with uh, David Bixenspan, I want to kind of focus on the media coverage at large, both in the wrestling ecosystem and mainstream as well covering this story because David's in an interesting position because he is very much someone that I associate wrestling media but he writes for a mainstream outlet in Deadspin so uh, interesting to talk with him about that and we're also going to be joined by Nate Milton oh man I always love to have on so those are just some of the guests that yeah. we have working on a few more it- and, uh, and, and we'll have a chat room going on. If you're deciding to listen to, to the show live on, uh, YouTube, uh, we'll send out the link out there, uh, right after Crown Jewel. So you guys can follow along. We'll probably interact with some of you as well. So, uh, do join us then. Yes. So we'll be up Friday, November the 2nd, probably around 4.30, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Whenever the show ends. Whenever the show ends is when we will be going live. And of course, people can go back, listen to it afterwards. And if you want to learn more about the Committee to Protect Journalists, it is cpj.org. And you can go there. You can donate on your own. Uh, we're not going to be you know, harping on people to donate during the show. It's what me and Way are doing. We're happy if you just listen, whatever you would like to do. So that is it. We will be back. Uh, many more shows to come. Postwrestling.com. Thank you for listening.